T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back, fans in the pro. Mike Hoss, Deuce McAllister until 6 o'clock tonight, and then Boomer and Valenti. Kickoff with Boomer and Valenti on this football weekend, the final weekend, week 18. I was just, I was thinking I was writing some stuff for the show on uh, on Sunday, and just like, look, thinking back to week one, Saints win, dramatic fashion, you know, last second, big comeback, and then last week they just dominate, week 17, and it's like, wow, it's just all that stuff in between. <laughs> all, that, all that stuff in between kind of meat and, the, the meat and potatoes. <laughs> right. But the sandwich bread, the outside, man, that was awesome. Great bread. Ah, going to have to work on the uh, Meat the and filling. potatoes, yeah. The, 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 the meat and potatoes were a little thin. It was, it was uh, the, the model of – it was you couldn't put your finger on it. It was the model of inconsistency. 100% agree. I mean, think about it. I, you couldn't – no week was the same. New way to do it, except for the turnovers. The turnovers was pretty consistent. But they shut out Vegas, get shut out by San Francisco, get come back on by Tampa Bay. I mean, it was just – it would go on and on. But uh, I don't know. You, you, I asked this to both Mickey and Dennis this week in their shows, and I thought I'd get a pretty strong answer. Because you got to live with this game for the draft, minicamp. you got to live with it. To me, the difference between 7-10 and 10 and 8-9 and nine is monstrous, right? Seven and ten to me is horrific. Eight and nine, eh, win your last four. But they're like, eh, you know, I didn't get much of an answer. Not from a player standpoint. Am I just crazy? No. Um, you can say it. No, I mean, uh, just <laughs> thinking about it, I, I never even thought about it as far as seven and ten. It looks ugly. It does. I mean, just when you look at that number, seven wins, ten losses. It's that's just ugly. ten losses to me. That 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 that's double digit losses. That's ugly. All right. You know, and so eight and nine. Now here's the issue. It's what back to back years. Yep. Of eight and nine, and so uh, at least you can finish with some positives that you won. No, they were nine and eight. Oh, they nine. They were nine and eight last year, weren't they? Or nine and eight? No. Am no, I crazy? I think, no, I don't think so. I think if you were nine and eight, you would have went to the playoffs. Now, what has happened to me? I think if My you were nine brain and eight is gone. last year, you would have went to the playoffs. I think it'll be back to back years of eight and nine. I feel pretty confident in that. Well, one. I trust you. Don't listen but, to me. Um, I'm a seven and ten. Not only does it sound ugly, it looks ugly when you write it down, and it's like, ugh, you know. <laughs> That's you, what I mean. Yeah, it's double digit. That's what I mean. I just, you but know. I mean, it's. Um, no, they were nine and eight. Was it nine and eight? Mm-hmm. Because they just, they did make the playoffs, they just got screwed by the Rams and the Niners. Beat Philadelphia. I mean, beat Atlanta last game to go nine and eight. Don't question me. Make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, 
Don't you remember you, y- y'all left me? Y'all were up watching San Francisco and the Rams, and I was down there by myself broadcasting the Falcons and Saints? Yeah, but we didn't go to the playoffs. What? I was just saying that they won four of their last five. The only loss is that COVID game yeah. versus the, uh, the Dolphins. Monday night. They, mm-hmm. they won four of the last five. They lost that Monday night COVID game to Miami. And to finish 9-8, and eight, and then we watched San Francisco and the Rams. Come back, and they were up, and then they go, they go back down. And, yeah, the, the, the swing of emotions. That was worse. So. That was worse than this year. Oh, uh, well, I mean, both were bad. Right. I mean, because I hate depending on other people. But having a four-game winning streak, it may not completely carry over, but it gives you something at least to feel good about yourself. And from a coaching standpoint, I know and I can show what works. Now the question just becomes, and and this is this is something that they all have to evaluate. You'll evaluate everything from the top down. Oh, I, I would. I, I mean, agree. And, and it's everything's and, on the table. Everything evaluated from the top down, because how do we fix the inconsistency? How do we fix, you know, from a turnover standpoint? How do we fix from starting slow defensively? You know, right. uh, you, you're talking about, I think it was, what, two sacks the first five weeks for, for, for the longest stretch there. No interceptions. No interceptions. You know, and so how do we fix little things like that? And not, not that you can fix them, but you can try to put yourselves in a better position. So, I mean, you're going you're gonna to evaluate everything from the top down. Yep, and uh, that's something that they're gonna have to look at. And uh, with every team, there will be change in players. The question becomes, what type of shakeup do you have on the staff? And so, those are the questions that you'll have, and you know, we'll kind of try to follow them as best as possible. So let's do this. We need to take a break. Uh, I got Lane, you're on hold in River Ridge. Get to you on the other side. So just kind of hang out because we're going to talk with uh, Christian Clark, the Pelicans beat writer, on the backside of this to get ready for the Pelicans tonight. Uh, 6.30 against the Brooklyn Nets. So take a break. Mike Hoss, Deuce McAllister, fans in the pro, WAMFM.com, always free on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Mike Ostus McAllister getting you ready for all things this weekend on this King's Day. 
King's Cake for everyone from now until February 21st. And then beyond. What the heck? Have it as long as you want. Um, Pelicans play tonight, 6.30, against the Brooklyn Nets. The Nets 25-13. and 13. The Pels third in the West, 24-14. and 14. We are joined now by Christian Clark, Pelicans beat writer for the Times-Picayune and the New Orleans Advocate. Christian, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. How you doing? I'm, I'm looking over my shoulder tonight because the King Cake baby has been unleashed in Smoothie King. Oh, out. no. Well, thanks for the warning. That's good. That's good to know. People, we, there should be some type of warning out there when King Cake. I love King Cake Baby, but there should be some warning for people when, when he's going to make an appearance or she, whatever, whatever that that may be. So that's that's going to be my first question. Then I'm going to let Deuce handle a lot of this because he, he's much closer with this team. But you know, they're 17 and four at home. And when I was, go, I had to go out to Saints camp today to talk to Dennis Allen. And that was at 1 o'clock, and I saw a man and his son. He was about 10, and they were like, where do we go? How do we get, where do we get to the Smoothie King Center? So I was giving them directions, and that was at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And then at 3 o'clock, man, there were people just everywhere. I mean, there is a sense with the Pelicans that you just want to be in that atmosphere. And I'm talking about even before the game, but during the game, there is an atmosphere now that certainly has not – been around maybe certainly started i think at the end of last year but it is truly uh amazing i mean it it really is i mean there were there were midweek sellouts at the end of december i mean if you had told me you know 12 months earlier that that would be the case i would have been amazed i mean last season there were nights here guys when there was five thousand people in the arena you know this place was basically a quarter full and and you're right, it, it started last spring with that run. It's just been a completely different atmosphere. I mean, you know, I think the Pelicans have gone from one of the worst home court advantages to, to one of the best, if not the entire best in the entire NBA this year. Yeah, you're talking about a franchise, I guess, franchise best 17-4 and four at home. And, you know, just looking at it, this, what what can they do from – to continue to elevate? I mean, I know it's winning, but what can they continue to do? We talked to Griff a little bit about this, how they've incorporated, um, you know, a lot of the artists, local artists, and just, you know, from a music standpoint, what can they continue to do in the arena to make it, to give it that home court advantage? I mean, uh, a functioning sound system would be a good one. You know, the the sound system's like a little blown out. Uh, (laughs) um, I mean, just, just continuing to maintain the digs, you know. I mean, it's uh, look, it's a great home court advantage for the Pelicans. Um, you know, if you if you go around to some of the other NBA arenas, it's um, you know, it's it's not like a state of the art facility or anything like that. Even if you go see the G League team in Birmingham, you know, some would some would argue and have that that is a nicer place. Um, but you know, as far as the product on the floor, I mean, it's been that's been fantastic. It's finally. A, a team, you know, I think people in New Orleans, like, they look at and see, like, yeah, I see myself in them. Well, Christian, uh, w- one of the things when you talk about just seeing yourself in the team and the grittiness that they have and the way that they've played and having to lean on so many different players, talk about, you know, some of the things that you think that they have to continue to do, uh, not only as far as getting healthy, but as the trade deadline approaches a little bit, what are some of the moves that this team probably needs to make? Yeah, I mean, health is health is definitely the biggest one. You know, the, there's going to be a handful of games here without Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson. The team so far is it's five and one this season when neither of those guys play, which is, I think, one of the more amazing stats about this team. Um, but they're going to need Brandon Ingram back. I mean, 
They're about to go on a five-game road trip after tonight. This team, I believe, is seven and ten on the road. Um, they're just, you know, it's it's hard to win on the road in the NBA, and and they need, you know, one of their two main guys, I, I think. So hopefully, Brandon, who's been on the shelf for twenty games, can can get back soon. But looking looking ahead to the trade deadline, I mean, I think there's a pretty good chance they they stand pat. But the two things I look at if they if they do add, you know, maybe another wing who can shoot three pointers. Um, you know, maybe that's one of the, the few weaknesses of this team, you could add some more shooting. And I think the other thing you look at is if there's like a, a stretch five available out there. You know, one guy who comes to mind for me and just my personal opinion, Nas Reed, LSU kid. You know, the, the Timberwolves have Rudy Gobert. They got Carl Anthony Towns. They got a lot of resources committed to big men. Like, I think like a Nas Reed, you could put it to five in some backup lineups and, and go five out with Zion would be a really interesting player. Yeah, going five out with him, and now I can just continue to kick it, let him drive and kick, you know, and and all of the four guys that are on the perimeter can obviously hit that shot. That could cause a lot of different problems for any team. Uh, Tonight's matchup, you you talk about a Nets team that is playing extremely well, and at one point, you know, even going back as far as the summer, looked like they were going to blow this team up completely because you were not going to have your two superstars. But, you know, what has keeping this team together? And has it just been Jock Vaughn, you know, just stepping in and being able to do what he does? Yeah, that's, I think, you know, Jock Vaughn coming in and, and really being, you know, positive. And he's got them playing defense, too. You know, I think it is like his spirit is a lot of it. And they're playing defense. Like, they're top ten in defense. You know, they, that was a big problem for them last year. I think this team – you're going to see tonight is, is completely different than the one, you know, the Pelicans beat up on an, an opening night. And the other thing, too, is Kevin Durant has just been, I mean, absolutely incredible. I mean, it's amazing that he's playing this well, you know, a couple of years removed from, from tearing his Achilles. Uh, I think he's shooting 57% from the field. He's in, like, the mid-60s from two. I mean, basically, if he shoots from 15 feet, it's going in, you know. And uh, I think Herb Jones will probably start the game on him, you know, Kevin Durant. It's impossible for any anyone to guard, but but Herb has really struggled on him in in a lot of the games the Pelicans have played against the Nets. So I'm I'm looking for Herb to, you know, just make it hard on him and, and hopefully avoid some early foul trouble. One of the things that we did see, and 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 Zion's out for we we think probably the better part of three weeks with a hamstring uh, strain. Uh, we did. I did read a tweet that maybe that Larry Nance Jr. was kind of warming up, maybe to see if he he might go tonight. But one of those things that we that we saw, and we've seen flashes of it, but on that December twenty eighth game, which was the night that that they you know were honoring the Hornets in the the twenty year anniversary, so he he literally put that team on his back and scored a career high forty three. So it's kind of one of those things that reminds me of the Jordans and the players of that era that when, when they want to and when they that if you that when they want to score, they're gonna score. You ain't stopping them. And I, and that was when he did that that night in that fourth quarter, that was that was just something to behold. I mean, uh, amazing night. Uh, he did have the one three pointer that night, which was a really cool moment. But the incredible thing about him is everybody in the building knows what he's gonna do. He wants to go to his left hand or if he drives right spin back towards that left and shoot a left handed layup like you know, 85% of the time he's going to shoot a lefty layup, you know, kind of inside of five, six feet. Everybody knows, and they still can't stop it. You know, they form a wall with two, three guys. They can't do anything about it. One of the plays that it sticks out of my mind from that game you're talking about, uh, Zion had the ball on the right wing, and, and three Timberwolves players came over to stop him. 
and he still figured out a way to get an and one. Um, I mean, I, his finishing around the, the rim is, to me, really underrated. And I think the other amazing thing about him is the relentlessness. Like, the guy just has great competitive will, I think. Like, it's, it takes a lot for you to just keep coming at defenses like that. Is there an issue, do you think, and I'm just questioning, his, where is his? Is he mentally on, on the, at the free throw line? Is it? I mean, he's 71.4. Because eventually he's going to go there a lot, right? I mean, is that something that it, he he talks about or works on? Yeah, definitely. You see him working at, on it all the time at practice. You know, he's done some work with Fred Vincent and, and Teresa Weatherspoon too. A couple of the Pelicans assistant coaches. Um, I mean, I personally, I think like you know, seventies is is good for him. Um, I mean, like seventy five percent. That's kind of like considered league average. Like to me, if if he's just Zion is a league average free throw shooter. Like that's a to me that's a, a pretty good outcome. Um, so I, I think he's done well there. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, he just he's going to go there a lot, right? As much as he goes to the hoop, and so you're right. And this is a big one because they they play seven of their next eight on the road. So a big one tonight uh, against uh, the Nets. Uh, Six thirty tip off. Uh, appreciate your time as always, and. Let's go get another Pelicans win and stay away from that king cake, baby. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll keep my eyes peeled. Thanks, guys. Right. Christian Clark, beat writer for the Advocate and the uh, Times Picayune. Man, it's uh, it's just been it's been a blast to have them, uh, you know, be so significantly strong to start the year because they've been such perennially uh, slow starters. Let's give it. To, hey, Charlie, can we take a, a phone call. Let's go. We've been uh, people have been holding. I apologize. Uh, Lane in River Ridge. Lane, welcome to Fans in the Pro. Mike Austin, Deuce McAllister, welcome. Hey, Mike, you there? Yes, we are. We're here. Hey, man, old friend from uh, River Ridge, Wayne the Golf Pro. Oh yeah. Our uh, hand. Heck yeah. <laughs> it said it this said Lane on my screen. It's Wayne. Good. That's what's Hell up. Oh yeah, this is. Wayne the Pro. <laughs> I'm with you, baby. Good to see you. Good to hear from you. Yeah, man. Man, look, I just wanted to call in. I just had uh, just two things real quick, man. I, I know you got a lot of calls, but uh, i been trying to connect with you for the longest time. But let me tell you, I, I, I'm fortunate to know Deuce and, and to know you for a long time. And I think the, the show you guys do with the, you know, the play-by-play, I always turn down the sound and turn up the radio to listen to you guys. You, you guys are terrific, man. Well, that's very kind, very kind. And uh, I just had one more one more comment that I wanted to make. Last week before the Eagles game, uh, their play-by-play guy was on the radio. That might have been with maybe Christian, I want to say. And uh, when he signed off, he said, I want to wish you all a happy new year even though y'all have the Saints. So I hope for his New Year's dinner, he had a big plate of crow to eat. He wasn't alone. I remember, I know what you're talking about. He, I think he was, he's the sideline reporter, isn't he? Yeah, he was Philly's sideline yeah. reporter. Because we, we were there, it was New Year's, but I mean, there were not a lot of people that gave the Saints a great chance. No. Most and out and now they were playing they weren't playing Jalen, but because the game meant so much. They just lost in Dallas, playing at home. They did not want to get to week eighteen in the Giants. And they they needed this game. And the weather was perfect. There was no field issues, no nothing. But man, 
they're lucky they were even in the ball game in the first half. It should have been twenty to nothing or sixteen nothing at halftime. At worst. At worst. They're oh, lucky. To- totally, totally agree with you guys, man. Yeah, we were down. We were on their side of the field the whole first half. Right. I mean, it was you so. Know, yeah, but, there uh, were there were some humble pie to go around uh, in Philly that day for sure. Well, I, and I just got one more comment that, you know, if anybody thinks you're not a good golfer, uh, they can get in touch with me and I can affect, attest no. to the fact that you are a scratch golfer. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Professional level. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How am I going to get shots off a of deuce this spring? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've been trying to get him to come out, and he was like, I haven't even taken my bag out. You know, I haven't even taken it out of the, the garage. It's still in the garage. I, I've been trying to drag him out, but – Nope, not yet. So we'll I, get there. I, I, I'm, I'm glad you gave me that in, in, inside information. <laughs> All right, Wayne, have a good one, my friend. I appreciate it. Good to hear from you. Hey, man, you guys be be cool and uh, go Saints. You got it. Got to step aside. It's fans in the pro. Mike Cost, Deuce McAllister. Back after this, wwlamfm.com. Always free on live. The Odyssey app. Welcome back. Mike Hoss, Deuce McAllister, until 6 o'clock tonight. Then it's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. And uh, the powers that be voted today. So I'm not, we're not going to get too deep into this. But the for, the for what will be the scenarios out there in case, uh, you know, Buffalo and Kansas City both win their games. So that the, the Buffalo Cincinnati game got canceled, and so, and this is Week 18 games, not right. not playoff, but Week right, right. 18. These are Week 18 games. So what would happen? You know, uh, should if this happens in Week 18, and then these two teams play in the championship game? Say to make it simple, Buffalo and Kansas City both win. I don't hate to get into both ties, but they both win. So, and Buffalo and Kansas City meet in the championship game. That would be at a neutral site. If Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Baltimore wins, a Buffalo Kansas City championship game will be at a neutral site. I mean, that that those are the those are the top two scenarios. Scenario three gets way convoluted. I'm not going to get into it, but that was the the big thing is that because of this. The, the canceled game that should it come down to Buffalo, Kansas City in the AFC Championship, it is going to be in a neutral site. Yeah, and the owners approved, and I'm just trying to get to it, they did approve the scenario that we're talking about because of the canceled game, and I'm just trying to get the right language like you talked about because it could go, it could go real sideways if you're just reading all of the options that they try, try to give you. Um... I'd have to find. Well, I'll say. I'll say this. That I know that they they didn't need. They only needed a simple. They needed twenty four votes. But to me, I bet they got thirty two. I mean, well, this, who? <laughs> Roger Goodell will determine a neutral site for the AFC Championship game if one is required. And I mean, I don't want to go through the full modification as far as. Um, yeah, I mean, they, there, there's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. But I mean, the resolution to be able to change the rule basically is what they what they did. Because right, that was the big deal. Is that most rules in this situation of the NFL get changed after the season? Rare, rarely happens what just happened today. But rarely have we seen the unfortunate uh, incidents that that happened this week. And again, we started the show with prayers for for uh, Demar Hamlin, and, and and that's where we'll end. But 
eventually they were going to have to tackle this. The, the, because as we started this week on Monday, you had th- three teams in each conference that could still win the number one seed. Prior, that, that Monday night game was huge. Was, uh, you know, huge. For, Significant. Yes. Significant. Right. For Cincinnati, that they needed to beat Buffalo, and then had Buffalo won, it really would have leveraged their case a little bit. I well, mean, it was just. Uh, I think it, and, and they, 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 they incentivize. Uh, for some of those teams this week as well to be able to go out and win. I mean, just uh, of, of some of the uh, ramifications that happens, you know, just like you just talked about. Right. I mean, and at one point, you know, you, you're talking about having a coin flip right. if something doesn't happen. And that, I know that did pass. I mean, but just think about it from that scenario. And I know at one point there was this thought that there would be an eighth, eighth seed, eighth right. seed right. for both both uh, leagues, and that 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 got thrown out yeah, re- that... Re- really really quick. So you're still talking about because it's not final in the NFC as well, right? Philly can still lock up home field advantage and the bye with the win. Yep. Now there's a lot. If they lose, there's a lot that has to happen, and they can still lock it up. Um, the Packers can get officially in. Is that correct? Or mm-hmm. they they are. I think in. the Packers are in. They're they're in. It may be for seating right. for the Packers. In with a win. Yeah. And the other part is if the Lions win, and the day before Seattle loses, Seattle loses. The Lions get in. But you know, I think Seattle maybe gets in if the Packers beat the Lions and they win, and it's there's another scenario that ha- has well, the, to happen. But but isn't even from Philly's standpoint. If if because it's not Charlie, help me out. It's not Minnesota and San Francisco still yeah, alive. Yeah, yeah, San, all, all, all yeah, three. All three are still alive. You start this final weekend. Yes. No, uh, that's correct. With all with all three tentatively with a shot at the number one seed. And believe me, the number one seed is way when it was when it was the top when two you had two buys. It was different. Now it's one team with one buy. Man, you, it's it's a battle. So how about this? One of those teams, when you look at it may end up going on the road and have a better record <laughs> than and I think I think uh I don't know if it's final for sure but I think Tampa is going to be hosting Dallas. I feel pretty good about saying that uh if the scenarios go out the right way uh because I think Dallas is the team that would have to go to uh, Tampa, Tampa Bay. Tampa's hosting somebody. Yeah, but I feel fairly confident in saying whoever Tampa is hosting will have a better record than Tampa Bay. I agree because I think Tampa's going to lose to to Atlanta and because finish, they're locked in and finish eight and nine. Yeah, and so right. because they're locked in already. All right, so you'd have twelve. Let's say let's say the Cowboys win their final game. I think so. Let's say they're thirteen and four. They would go to eight and nine. Tampa. The Giants are that six team that's in. And they're in, they're they're in regardless of what happens right. between them and Philly. Right. The Giants, Giants are, are in. in. Giants are in. So the Giants, here's what's going to happen. The Giants will either play their starters um very little or they won't play them in the second half. And that that is their bye week. If they've got anybody banged up, right. you're not playing at all this week. Right. It's their and, bye week. And, and it's the same thing with, with with Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, if they've got anybody that's banged up, there's there's no there's no incentive for them to win because they already have won a division and they know where their seeding is already. Yeah, they're not going. They're not. They can't drop. Right. 
there's basically six teams battling for a few spots here. For the top seed in the NFC, there's only, actually only three teams. The Eagles, the 49ers, and the Cowboys are all still fighting it out. For the Sorry. Eagles, it's simple. If they win, they get the one seed. They get the top seed in the NFC. For the 49ers, they need to win and have Philly lose to the Giants. And then for the Cowboys, they clinch that first round by. If they win, have Philly and San Francisco lose. You know, San Francisco's playing 4-12 and Arizona this weekend. They're not um, losing. Exactly. Arizona's yeah. trying to make sure that but they solidify that top five pick. The Cowboys still can clinch that NFC East division title and get the two seed with a win and a Philadelphia loss. So, I, I tell you, to me, the, the NFL I'm about to say, has fallen ass backwards into just gold, right? I mean, they to to have all of this interest, not not the Monday night game. No, but interest, I'm just saying interest. This interest for wild cards and the number one seeds in the week 18. Well, here, here we had we had a texture here. Um, I can't think. Of, I gotta find his number. See what it was. He was upset at us for saying we feel good about how you ended the season. We sounded like we were talking to a bunch of little leaguers ended the number 2178 we don't affect the game at all we feel good because at least they played up to their capabilities the last three games and you want them to play up to their capabilities about week four this was not a successful season by any stretch of the imagination so just because you want them to win on Sunday that doesn't mean that oh we feel like this was a we're, we're patting ourselves on the chest and our, on the back and saying this was a successful season. You have parts of this season that were successful, but the success is getting to the playoffs and winning a Super Bowl. You won't have a chance to do either of those. So don't 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 be I guess don't be tricked because we will feel good and I think I know the players will feel good about themselves if they're able to close out the season with a win because for some of those guys, they're playing for a job. They're playing for an opportunity to return next year. And so it's it, it. There's a lot on the line for a lot of different players uh, on 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 each roster. I agree. Uh, one of the textures asked, uh, "Why do they need to play at neutral sites?" And it's only when it if it if it comes down to the AFC Championship game. They're not playing playoff games at neutral sites. It's really if it comes down to these playoff AFC championship game and Buffalo and Kansas City are, are both going to be involved because one it's not going to have as many games played as the other well and the other part of it is I think if Buffalo or had won I think they beat Cincinnati uh, earlier this year there was a chance for them to be the number one seed and without having I think that extra game they won't get that opportunity and 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 we don't follow the AFC as close, but I think that's why it it was all right. needed because they're they're twelve and three. Kansas City's thirteen and three. As we stand right now, Kansas City's in the top spot at thirteen and three. The Bills at twelve and three. The Bengals at eleven and four. But a Bengal win would have made the Bills twelve and four. I mean eleven and four. So that's why that game. Again, that's that's why they the Bengals have the least chance of of hosting. I mean, like a small chance of being the number one seed, but it would have kept it alive uh, until this final week with the Chiefs and the Bills. So, and so, with no co- contest, right? You don't even get that, and they couldn't give both of them a tie. I mean, if it, if it comes down to percentage points, then you know, so be it. But I know for a fact that uh, Cincinnati is already the AFC North champs. We do know that. But I know that there was an outside shot that they would possibly not even get to host 
a playoff game, which it was always, and it was always, hey, look, if you are the number one, so Mike, and yep. and, and and we know this, Tampa Bay next year will play a number one seed, uh, not a number one seed, but a number one rated schedule next year because they won their division. Depending on where New Orleans finishes in their division, which is crazy. I mean, but but you more than likely, if they win, gonna finish second. They're gonna play a number two rated schedule. Right. So some of the games we already know right. who they are, but a lot of them won't be determined until after all of the regular season games are played. Right. Got to take a break. A lot. There's just so much. That's why the offseason is fun, but the postseason is even more fun. Like Deuce said, that's where you want to be. Wait till next year. We'll be right back after a quick break. Fans in the pro, Mike Hoss, Deuce McAllister. Keep it here on WWL. Welcome back. Just for a couple of minutes, Mike Hoss, Deuce McAllister, fans in the pro. And didn't get to talk to him on the line, but James from New Orleans wanted to talk about DA's uh, job security. And I believe this is... His quote is that if this organization brings him back, I will not renew my season tickets for next year that he's been uh, one for 16 years or, or longer. If that's not James, it's still somebody who texted it in. But it feels to me like uh, I hope that's not true because I want you to keep your tickets, but i got a good, pretty good idea that Dennis Allen's going to be the head coach next year. Yeah. Um, if it's not James or whoever the individual is, you know, we're going to miss you in the Superdome. Uh, and I know that's a tough decision, but each individual has to make that decision for themselves, uh, and, and, and I get it. But um, if that's what you're basing it on, you're probably going to be getting rid of those tickets and you know the Saints right. will be reselling them to someone else. I do want to make one clarification. That's the last thing I'm going to say on this subject. If Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Cincinnati wins – a Buffalo or Cincinnati versus Kansas City championship game, neutral site. We've been talking a lot about Buffalo-Kansas City neutral site. If Cincinnati works their way into this mix, that would be at a neutral site. And that is in the AFC championship game. AFC championship game only. AFC championship game only. So Saints win. Just keep doing what you're doing, right? If Sunday, I mean, you see what not turning the ball over. For them to win on Sunday. Yeah, uh, we've got to see who's available as well. You may start to get a peak of some of the young players, but I feel fairly confident that they're going to try to win the game. It won't be just a true uh, eval of young players. They're going to mix some of them in. <laughs> Those guys have been playing for the last seven weeks. Well, even we more eval them. Even more in. young players. <laughs> even more young players. Uh, you know, finish it off right. Go get your W. Get your W. I agree. Eight and nine. It's noon on Sunday. Plenty of tickets available. If you can't be there, check us uh, check us out on the radio. Deuce and I'll be there at noon. Coverage starts at eight o'clock in the morning. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great weekend. Go Pels tonight, and we will see you on Sunday. Good night. Thanks to Charlie Long in the booth. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle.
vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.